Welcome to Stance for Health podcast with Dr. Rod and Karen Wirth, where becoming healthy is not complicated. Control your health by focusing on six areas of life that we teach you so you finally have the energy you want, have to do what you want instead of being a victim of your age. I have over 20 years experience working as a chiropractor and Karen is a author, speaker, and longevity coach. We've seen how a tiny change in your habits today can open up your life to a powerful future. Start today and take your stance for health. Hi, welcome to Stance for Health podcast. I am Dr. Rodney, seated with a special guest today. You've heard her voice many times before, but we're now interviewing my wife, known as the Hope Lady, Karen Sebastian Hope Lady Worth. And she is what I would like to consider a an exemplary person who has responded and has laid down the gauntlet for everything that we ask everybody else to do that wants to live a long, healthy life free or freer, like Blue Zones that you've heard before. Blue Zones are where people are living way long past their life, life expectancy of everywhere else in the world except the Blue Zones, easily into their hundreds. She's an exemplary version of that. She's written several books into Spanish as well. So without further ado, I would like to interview the Hope Lady. Well, we have an interesting story. I thought you were going to start with that because we met, drum roll, we met on Facebook, but we had 77 friends in common. And so the first time that Dr. Rodney went walking with me at a local park because we found out that we lived within a mile and a half of each other for many, many years, went to the same church, but at different times. And so when I went out to see who this character was, who was asking to be my friend on Facebook, I discovered that we had 77 friends in common. One of our first times of meeting in person, we went to the park because I walked every day. The reason I did that is I had constant pain in my back. And he says, he tells other people that this is the best story ever, that as I walked away, he stayed at a bridge and I kept walking. And he thought to himself as he saw how one hip was raised higher on the right side due to a scoliosis, he said, this is going to be, if I stay in a relationship with this woman, it is going to be a project. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And I am so delighted that I have become Dr. Rodney's project because as we started a wellness center, we do everything that we ask our health partners to do. So I can truthfully say to them that all of the different things that we ask them to do to regain their health and to be healthier, we also do. So back to that second question about, or or the first question about running into things. Yes, I made light of the fact that I was clumsy. It was a source of humor self-deprecating humor, I might add, but I was pretty much of a klutz. The word that you used to use was not special, but spatial. spatial. 
I would say, well, you know, there's all kinds of intelligences and one of them is spatial where, you know, now I know it's where, you know, where your head is in space, but I still struggle with if it's left or right. I mean, if it's North or South, East or West, I need to know left, right, straight ahead. And that is why when it comes to directions, I know every trick in the book. I know that unfortunately there's too many dollar generals in McDonald's. So, but I'll do that. It's the landmarks to get me places. And so what I think has happened now due to adjustments and what we do in our exercises of neural rehab, which I get to teach and the eye exercises that we do when we exercise every day. I realized the other day that's not happening as much. I'm much more aware of my surroundings and running into them and no longer falling and that kind of thing. So you feel like you're functioning better. Absolutely. Absolutely. The awareness of where my feet is, where my head is in space, all of that has has really, really improved. You mentioned when we first started the interview that you had daily back pain. Yes, I did. What is that like now? No pain whatsoever. That's fantastic. You, you're not even just covering that up and just saying that just, just to say. Oh, no, I'm, I'm very honest. <laughs> <laughs> she actually did that. Just a brief story during our wedding day, our vows. I didn't know this was coming, but she vowed to be very honest. <laughs> well, yeah, we each wrote our vows. And so mine were, and I promised to be honest and provide honest feedback. And that what how it came out, I vowed to be very, very honest. And everybody in the crowd that knew me started cracking up. Oh, it was, it was, was a... the crowd <laughs> roared. And 99% of the people that were there, the people that she knew ahead of time, the place was packed. So it was... Fun. It was a great time. For those who don't know, Dr. Rodney, we are both widowed. Ah. So that was part of what made the gift of God giving me Dr. Rodney. Oh, I got emotional. It's such a gift because not only did he provide me with love again, someone that I could spend my life with, he sent someone that was as weird as I am. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. That my whole adult life, I wanted to eat super healthy, but that didn't go along with my late husband's way of wanting to live. Or the rest of the family, for that matter, right? Especially on his side of the family. And we lived with with his parents and for a while, and then my mother-in-law lived with us. And so it you pick your battles. And it was really fun to have someone that said, yeah, let's do it. And we do it. We do it together. And it is such a great way to live. One of the things that Karen had mentioned in the first part of podcast today was how often she would walk. She was very consistent with walking. It was probably every day, right? Yes. It was the only thing that allowed me due to the pain that it would loosen up enough to get me through the day. And when I'd wake up, when I'd lay down that night and it was the kind of thing that I guess my faith and being positive, I pushed it to one side, but it was always there. I didn't let it debilitate me, nor did I take 
over-the-counter painkillers for it. But the minute I would lay down at night, I would just feel like, oh, that hurts. And then when I woke up in the morning, I would stretch. The more I walked, the better it felt, but it still was always lingering. It was always there. How has your approach to fitness and movement changed, would you say? Well, while I did that walking consistently, I really wasn't doing what we now do, which is called high intensity interval training, which is where you get your your heart rate up higher for short segments. I know you can do that in walking, but I never quite pulled that together. So it's pretty cool now because what we do is we do a DVD together. And here's the best part when I don't feel like doing it, he does and versa vice vice versa. There are days when neither one of us feels like doing it and we don't do it that day. Especially that never on Shabbat. Well, Shabbat. We choose to not, we do choose to rest a couple of days a week because that's our choice. But I know that there have been times that at the end of doing it, one of us will say, Well, I didn't really feel like doing that. I'm like, you didn't either. So it's a good thing we don't we don't talk about it. It's a non-negotiable. <laughs> I think that's what's happened. You know that what fires together, wires together that you talk about. Mm, Great statement. That's repetition. That's what our life has become to where we do these every day. We don't even think about them. They become what we do, just the way we do it. And so it has been such an, uh, an upgrade, I guess is the best word I can say. This year's different topic, similar. This year's one week winter, we like to say in Texas. We have a week of winter every year. And sometimes we call it snowmageddon. That's what it was a couple of years ago. And this year we went for, decided to go for a winter walk. I had the wild idea to go walking in our park, our new park that's within less than a mile, half a mile of our house. And unbeknownst to me that we parked the car and decided that we would walk across the street and there was a slippery spot and Karen did a spill. Would you like to talk about how how you landed, what you oh, expected, absolutely. and all this, and just everything? That- so over the years, because of my family history, they've done bone density tests for me. And the last one that they had done showed that I had osteopenia, which I think is where the, the bones in the hips are not as strong as they should be. And I haven't had it done again. So to tell you the exact results of that, but here's what happened. As I hit a metal plate that was covered with ice and snow on top of that ice, I went and landed on the right hip, which is the one that they worry about the most, scrambled right up and went Back in the car, we didn't go walking. Literally almost head over heels. Yes. All I remember was the sound. It was awful. (laughs) But here's the thing. I did need multiple adjustments, which I get on demand. I have to say I'm very spoiled. And we used the laser that we have at the clinic and absolutely no issues, none whatsoever. Uh, It's just remarkable to me. How many different people do you hear having shoulder and knee surgeries and blown discs and things like that from a similar 
And I think it's because of the regular movement, but it's also how we eat. It's also the supplements, everything that is coming together with a rejuvenation lifestyle. I feel younger than I did six and a half years ago. When we met, you and I were sailing along pretty good with our health concepts. And we had our own idea of what health was and what longevity looked like. How did that change? How did how did we turn on a dime? Ah, uh, absolutely. We thought we were doing great. We espoused the idea that everything in moderation, if you want a little bit, just eat a few bites of that dessert or, you know, just don't worry about it. Just eat generally healthy and you'll be okay. We went to Dan Murphy's seminar and he presented several ways of eating, but he espoused mainly the Gundry approach. We bought the book, came home, and went through our pantry and threw away over half of it and began to eat in a completely clean way, different way. And it just so happened that it was also during the pandemic. So we didn't eat out a a ton anyway, but at that point it became, we need to cook at home. And what was so cool about that is that we went just totally strict, no halfway and looked up recipes, have this huge notebook of recipes for, for that style of eating And it has never changed. That's starting our third year, three and a half years of doing that. And so you had some history of doing different things that that you would try in order to get healthy or stay healthy. Yes, I had with our son and I had done Maker's Diet. And it's a, a diet according to the Bible, kind of like a Daniel fast. So yes, had felt that way you just felt really good. And I have to confess that I have been in the past a sugar addict. And to be more specific, I could have gone to meetings where we sat around and said, my name is Karen and I'm addicted to homemade vanilla bluebell ice cream. I wanted to laugh really hard. But I couldn't bring myself to do it because I've heard different people mention different addictions and that nobody thinks that's an addiction, right? And so now I know different and I can appreciate where you were coming from with that. Because let me tell you how it was an addiction. First of all, I hid the amount that I was eating. I could eat a whole half gallon all by myself. Mm-hmm. one spoonful at a time. So we had a big freezer in the garage. And mid-afternoon, I was working from home at that time. And Dr. Rodney was still working at the personal injury clinics. And I would go out there and get a spoon, a big, the big spoon of ice cream, sit there and go back. Okay, that's enough. And then just continually go out there. And then Dr. Rodney would say, why don't we have some ice cream for dessert and it would be all gone. And I'm like, I haven't been to the store yet. So it was that whole thing of wanting to hide it because it was calling to me. And, and I know that 
like you said, that's such an acceptable issue, but I was addicted to it. I was addicted to sugar and I followed that cycle every year with the the time for sweets starting in Halloween with the with the candy where I'd take it away from the kids and then hide it in the top of the closet and, and allegedly so I could dispense it to them, but I would eat the whole bag and then move on into Thanksgiving. And I was the one who made myself a pecan pie. But it was myself because no one else in the family ate it. And I'd eat the whole thing, but one little sliver at a time, you know, because calories don't count if you're standing and you only eat a sliver, right? Or sugar doesn't count. And then Christmas would come. And then January, I would start on this strict diet, but would not stay on it because uh, there would be some Oreos there and I'd start eating them and I'd eat half the bag. No one would have known this, though, because I wasn't huge, but I felt awful. Hmm. So when we first met, I think I remember you mentioning your dad frequently and him referencing himself as the bounce back kid. And that's really where the springboard, no pun intended for where we're, the podcast title comes today is the spring forward and the springiness, the resilience and bounce back. When did you first hear your dad say it? When did you first start? associating yourself with that statement? I think from the time I was a kid, because we didn't see doctors a lot. Like if we got a cold or even an ear infection, it was all natural remedies. I don't know that they were against doctors. It just, they weren't raised with them. And so they didn't raise us with them. And we ate really healthy, I will say that, although we did have a little bit of dessert after every meal for us in that generation. So that that was part of my upbringing. I think it was after my mom moved to heaven and I called him every day to check on him every morning. That was part of my routine. I would call my dad and he'd have a cold or something and he'd say, but I'm the bounce back kid. I'm going to be fine. And then the next day he'd still have it and say, yeah, tomorrow I'm going to wake up and I won't have anything. And so I think it was at that point that that just became part of what I do as well. If I, it's been a long time now, but if I ever had anything, I would just say, tomorrow I'm going to wake up and I'm going to be fine. Bounce back, kids, bring back resilience. You've had some great examples in your life of people that have lived long healthy lives. I first think of your dad, but your mom was no slouch either. And her mom. Right. 97 and really did great until she fell and got discouraged because uh, they didn't give her enough therapy. And so her arm didn't heal well from when she fell. And she started, that was the first time at 96 and a half, 97, she started saying she felt old. But the best example I have from them is that they never called themselves old. They were like, oh, I'm old. I can't do this. I can't do that. And I think back on my grandma for her time, for a grandma, I don't know how old she was, But she flew down to Guatemala to visit us, and she picked up other widows. She had to help these poor widows get them to church, and she served people. And so it it was something that's 
good genes, absolutely, but also a heart of service, a heart for God, and a lot of purpose. So that gives me some hope because I saw people in their 80s and they seemed really old. And turns out, you know, they ended up in uh, what we call now, you know, care facilities, nursing homes, things like that. And that was my great grandmother. So I had, but my dad's mom lived to be in her 90s, just like that. When did you get the idea that it was never too late to start any of this, the thought processes of not being old and et cetera? I think it's something that I've always seen, although on my dad's side, he had an aunt nanny who had serious Alzheimer's. And I remember going to see her as a child and and just, you know, eyes really big. And it was a scary thing. And at that time, they called it senility. They didn't call it Alzheimer's. And I remember thinking, wow, that's not good. But then I remember my grandma sewing and crocheting up until about a year before she broke her arm, like I said, being active in church, we would go to church with her and all these young people would circle around her and hug her. And she was their grandma, basically. She loved people. She prayed for people. She had purpose. And so I think she was my first example of, I'm going to live to past her. I'm going to live to 100. Did you think throughout the course of our relationship, we've decided to live these blue uh, blue zone lifestyle? So do you see a difference between how long and how well you can live, how healthy you can live in that old age since we've stumbled across these truths together? I think there was a certain amount of feeling before that I want to be that blessed, but I'm not sure. Now it's more a sense of, I know what we're doing to contribute to that. I know that as we are working on this together and examining the blue zones, that there are so many things that we can add and we can choose to do. I look at my dad. He ministered in one of the blue zones, the Nicoya Peninsula, the southern part of Costa Rica, for years. and didn't know that his lifestyle, that that was what was causing it or allowing that fasting regularly. Well, we do intermittent fasting, eating really well, prepared meals prepared at home, not eating out maybe once every six months or once a quarter. He got regular movement. He was a runner. And even when he wasn't formally running, he, he, walked very quickly everywhere and i had to do th- four steps to his with his long legs but but that sense of energy the sense of purpose that is so important and adding cold showers well i grew up with cold showers and that was the one of the things that was bad about the mission field is we didn't have the hot water to take a shower until i was a teenager and we got a uh, a device that would, would warm the water so it's all those things that are a lifestyle the sense of purpose and ministering to people and in prayer and all of those things making a difference. It's been so fun to discover those together, Dr. Rodney, and to have somebody who's not going, ah, that's not working. Uh, if you want to do it alone, 
having someone to do that with. And that's what we want to do with our health partners. That's why we say to them, we're not asking you to do anything that we wouldn't do, that we don't do on a consistent basis. I have so enjoyed asking you these questions because every every time, it's almost like scripture. Every time you say something, I hear a different nuance to it. And Thank you. we really hope things that we're doing together, things that her dad did, things that her relatives did, mine, examples of people that have lived a long life freer than most from disability, dementia, and all-cause mortality, and things like that. We we hope that it, in true meaning that it gives you hope that you can live a, a healthy lifestyle too, free of these types of disabilities that would make you not want that. And therefore, it almost shuts off your your desire to do those things. And we want you to spring forward to a hope that that is a reality, that you can make it a reality and that it's not too late and it's not too difficult. If you have a partner, if you can partner with somebody that's not necessarily even in your house, this is a doable thing. And so we thank you today for listening to Take Your Stance for Health podcast. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining us at Stands for Health podcast, where getting healthy and staying that way are not as complicated as you might think. Subscribe now and discover steps and small changes that can increase your energy and open the door to vibrant health and longevity. If this podcast has been helpful, please write a review. We'll see you next time.